Welcome to the Ultra Flex Football Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Sutton. With me, as always, are my friends, Roberto Green. And what is up, everyone? Ryan Wheeler, ready to hit us with some knowledge. Fire away. Fire away. All right, so we are looking at the Did You Know for this week, and this one is... Um, interesting, and it's going to take me a minute to run these through, but it's where the names of the month come from, like every month of the year. I didn't know any of these, literally not a single one, but January's name for the Roman god Janus, protector of gates and <laughs> protector of gates and doorways. Uh, February is Latin, is uh, the Latin word came, or it came from, was Februa for cleanse, named after the, um, the festival of purification and atonement that lasted one month in Rome. March was the Roman goddess of war, Mars, the time of year. This was the time of year to resume military campaigns that stopped for the winter. So at least they stopped during the winter. Uh, <laughs> April is from the Latin word apero, it looks like, uh, Latin for to open or bud. So this is when the plant started growing. May the goddess of Maya, who oversees plant growth. So um, just she was the one that looked over the plants, also from the word um, maiores, it looks like, which means elders who are celebrated for uh, this month. And then we have June, Roman goddess Juno. Uh, she was patroness of marriage and well-being of women. July honors Julius Caesar. With help, he developed the Julian calendar, the precursor for the, Gregor the Gregorian calendar that we currently use. So I definitely didn't know that July was named after Julius Caesar. I thought that was pretty didn't interesting. Didn't know that either. August is named after, uh, to honor the first Roman Empire Emperor, Augustus Caesar. Didn't know that. And then the next four kind of lame. September, October, November, December. September just means seven, which in the, um, the Roman calendar, it was the seventh month September was. And then October, Octo means eight, November, Novem means nine, and December, uh, Decem means ten in Latin. So there you have it. Hopefully you learned something. It's what I'm here for. I like it. I like it a lot. Dropping knowledge as always. Uh, we are going to shift over to our ranks where, as always, we're going to rank three things. This time, we're, we might actually double up and rank six things. We're doing cartoons. Uh, we're going to do our favorite cartoons from when we were kids to start it off with. And I will go first with my third favorite cartoon when I was a kid. And that is going to be SpongeBob. There's the old OG. It's still going today, I believe. I don't know if there's new episodes going today, but it's still still on the TV today. Uh, yep. And just can, always always funny the the dynamic with Squidward and Mr. Krabs. It's just a good time. So my number three is SpongeBob. I think it's like a new spinoff with like different animation. It's like all the same characters, but yeah, it's still on TV. I think SpongeBob still, still is rocking. like it actually lowers your IQ. 
Like I don't that, care when I'm seven that years show old. Was terrible. So I, I had it on my honorable mentions though, because I mean, you could quote so much of SpongeBob. I feel like like everybody knows at least something. Everyone knows the theme song for sure, even if you don't yeah. like the show. So yeah. it's definitely a classic from our childhood. Uh, my number three, I went with Rugrats. Mm, that was a good one. Yeah, babies getting into trouble. Reptar. Following their adventures. Yeah, Reptar. There's like three movies that spun off from it. They had the the all grown up series that, that came yeah. from it. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, my number three was Teen Titans. I just thought the whole Teen Titans thing was pretty cool. I honestly, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't watch all that much cartoons. Um, so my list is kind of like, meh. but all right, Tony, what's your number two? Number two for me is recess. This was I mean, a different age group than SpongeBob, but uh, I thought I was an athletic kid. It turns out we just went to a small school and you don't have to be very <laughs> athletic. But at the time I was, you know, 10 years old and I was watching them play kickball and I was like, yep, that's me right there. I'm just dominating all these kids playing kickball. So I loved recess. That was you, dude. You were the best kickball player in the yard. I don't even think, don't even think we played kickball. In no, not. We played mat ball. That, remember, dude, mat ball. Mat ball was legit. It was basically kickball. It was. Yeah. It's yeah. idea. You just had to run more. Yeah. You just couldn't hit the ceiling. That was a crap rule. Yeah. And you had to run around twice, right? You had to run around the bases twice in order for it to count. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were some weird rules for sure. <laughs> So my number two, I chose the the fairly odd parents. Okay. Um, okay. That's another one that's still kicking. They just respun that off with like a, a live action series of it, which I haven't watched, but I know yeah. it's, I see like the commercials on Paramount Plus for it. Uh, but th those first few seasons of fairly odd parents were hilarious. And I mean, when, when you're a kid, I mean, even now who wouldn't want some, uh, very godparents who could just grant uh, yeah. their every wish whenever they wanted to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Absolutely. Uh, my number two is uh, now that I have a, a baby, which, speaking of, Anthony, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. On his second man. child. Thank you. you Want to give him a shout out? Yeah, Camden Sutton is six days old. He's about 12 feet from me so if he starts to cry you'll probably hear him and that's why if you're watching on youtube my eyes are baggy we appreciate you being here we do appreciate you three hours of sleep for the last six days oof that's rough good luck man um so now that i have a child uh the only show that i really let her watch is bluey because I just I think it's phenomenal and it's hilarious and it actually is educational for both parents and children. So I'm gonna go with Bluey for my number two. All right. Okay. Number one for me was Uncle Tito, Wiggity 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 Wiggity, wiggity Rocket Power. If you didn't <laughs> watch Rocket Power, you didn't watch them shredding away on the skateboard and uh Rollerblades. Yeah, uh, I'm Dude. tired. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what you were doing. Wiggity, wiggity. Uncle Tito, bro. If you don't know Uncle Tito, you got to go watch Rocket Power. I'll have to go back and watch some Rocket Power. Do you not remember Rocket Power, Ryan? I remember it, but like I couldn't. 
I don't know that I could point if you like show. I feel like you definitely watched it. I feel like I remember watching it with you. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Probably, but I don't remember much from my childhood. So, all right. What do you got? My number one is Pokemon. Boom. Gotta go catch around. them all. All right. I'm right I there mean, with you. My number one is also that, Pokemon. Yeah, that's that's the best choice. Yeah. I feel like it was part of our lives for so long. <laughs> Including still, into our like mid late twenties. <laughs> I still play like some of the, the Pokemon Switch games and that. No so early thirties also. Yeah. I I apologize for being unprofessional right now, but again, it's been a long week. Are we doing the adult cartoons or are we saving that for next time? Oh no, we're doing them. We're doing them. All right, I got them ready. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, Number three right for me is South Park. I think in high school, I, I wasn't up to date on current events and the news and things like that. And uh, a lot of the adult cartoons fall into this category where if you're not up to date, they're not funny. So I used to think, I'm not going to name them because there's more on my list. I used to think that some of these were stupid because I was like, I don't get it. Uh, but now as the current events are more important to me, uh, South Park for me is number three. And it's funny. Yeah, it's, that's a big thing for me with South Park, which is on my list also. Not at number three, so we'll wait. But my number three is probably the most iconic cartoon series, The, the Simpsons. Mm. It's going up. It's. 34th season is coming up this year. So I, I don't know how you couldn't have it on a list. I it's had to make space going? for it. So it's still it's going. Up. Wow. It started, I believe, in 1989. So yeah. that's crazy. I can't say that I've ever really sat down and watched The Simpsons. Um, I've seen a few of South or would you say? South, South, Park. South Park. South Park. Okay. That's what I thought. I just didn't want to say any other ones that aren't making the list. Um, once again, I don't really care about or care to watch uh adult cartoons so i let my wife throw in one and and i also wanted to come up with like three that hopefully you guys didn't say so we could give a little bit of a variety um and she had happy tree friends apparently and she made me watch like two three minute long videos on youtube and it was like i just sat there with my mouth like gaping open like what the heck is going on this is the weirdest thing i don't know you guys ever seen it no i've never I'm, seen that one never dude, it's it's like the most it's the most sick thing you've ever seen it's just disgusting <laughs> describe like, i mean what do you mean sick describe sick. Like, like there's like bunnies and there's like a moose thing and and they're they're apparently in every one of them that's kind of like south park where kenny always dies right um <laughs> well these things are always dying like they're just finding different ways to get like this animals cute little bunnies yeah oh they're, man getting slaughtered it, it was just so dumb <laughs> number two for me is the simpsons so i'm not going to go into too much detail same same reason as south park uh and then same thing rob said it's been around forever so to me it's an og you know all the characters everybody knows all the characters ryan even knows the characters and he doesn't watch it spider pig spider pig my number two is south park so i mean for the same reasons really i i just love how it's so up to date with like current events like their episodes will come out and it'll be stuff that just happened like a week ago in real real life it feels like it's it's just crazy to me how that happens and it's always hilarious 
Oh, uh, and before I forget, I had a few honorable mentions from the the kids' cartoons to throw out there. Hey Arnold, mm-hmm. football head, football head. Yep. <laughs> and I always loved Scooby Doo growing up. Like any of those, mm-hmm. like the mysteries, always got me, kept me interested. Scooby Doo almost made my list. Uh, my nice. number two is Disenchantment. I watched like I don't know a couple episodes. I think it was on Netflix, and I, yeah. I know I laughed at least a few times. So it's making a list. That's the one with the little green elf, right? Yes. A yeah. Green I've elf and like a shadow demon thingy, yep. but it's not like like evil. It's just that one's made from the creator of The Simpsons. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, so I have The Simpsons on my list too. Yeah. <laughs> Number one for me, it's not an adult cartoon, but as we just talked about, I have a six-day-old and I have an 18-month-old, so I kind of went reverse on this one. Now that I am an adult, my favorite cartoon is Mickey Mouse Clubhouse (laughs) because it is Grayson's favorite cartoon, and when I come home from work, or right now when we're trying to assist the six-day-old, we can just throw on a 25-minute episode of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and he just zonks out, and it's like a 25-minute rest. Probably not the best parenting in the world, but hey, I'm not, I'm not here yeah, to get. Yeah, dude, man, we're not here to judge you. There, there's what about five seasons of that? I think my daughters probably watched them through. At least three or four times. So I, I've oh, seen yeah. every episode a few times. And then if we're talking about a, a theme song everyone knows, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is a theme song everyone it's knows. good one. How does it go? Oh, wow. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> okay. Come inside. It's fun inside. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It's got All it. Right. Good job, Tony. <laughs> Roll call. Donald! Oh, Easy. All right, that's you're Comfy. good. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. My number one. You can kind of see where I'm going here. I got the the wall art there, the pickle Rick. My number one is Rick and Morty, and that is my favorite episode of all time, probably of any show. So, my wonderful wife drew that picture for me and painted it, and it's out of my wall. So right. Rick and Morty is my favorite. Love the sci-fi. Love the action. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I heard it's pretty like they pretty in-depth thought too. Yeah, like they go pretty deep. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, so my number one, I watched maybe I think like an episode or two at your house, Rob, and I thought it was pretty funny. Actually, I've never like gone back to watch it by myself, but I uh, Big Mouth. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. I have that on my uh, honorable mentions. Oh, did you? Okay. Yep. I thought that was pretty darn funny, and I remember laughing pretty hard. Yeah, so. it's so funny. It touches on, like, those kind of weird aspects no one wants to talk about, like, growing yeah. up, like, puberty. and Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was awfully funny. So that makes my number it one. It sometimes goes over the top, I will say, but it it's hilarious. It? Yeah. Oh, well, I hope I didn't just endorse something. <laughs> extremely vulgar but <laughs> no, it's adult shut down it's an adult cartoon for a reason my other one more honorable mention i had was solar opposites which is made by the creator rick and morty so another one worth checking out if you haven't shout out right. more rick and morty a lot of good stuff there now we'll get into some football talk we just 
had week one of the NFL season, and uh, we're going to discuss our overall takeaways, the good, the bad, what teams are looking good, what players are looking good, what teams are looking bad, what players disappointed, uh, and we'll go from there. And instantly, and I, I know I was talking to you guys about this earlier, but like recapping a week, I want to so badly just do it like Chris Berman used to do back in the day where he would show the highlights and he'd be like, the Bills 31, the Rams 10, whoop! All right, then you go to the next the next game. You guys know what I'm talking about? The whoop. My heart oh, yeah. yeah, I know. I got <laughs> that's, you. That's always up. Uh, Maybe we can work. Ryan, Ryan, what is your biggest takeaway from week one? First of all, shout out to Rob. Uh, last episode when it when it was ending, I played the outro music, and Rob and and I said, "Go Titans!" at the end, and Rob said, <laughs> "Not on my watch." And while the outro music was playing, if you go back and listen, you hear him say, go Bills, because he couldn't have the Titans be the last team mentioned on this podcast. So no, I would have kept saying go Bills if you said go Titans. So, <laughs> so um, I conceded and he got go Bills in last. And damn, guys, the Bills look good. And they look good while playing not that great. Like four turnovers, was it? They had two interceptions, two fumbles. Uh, the rookie got booted to the bench as soon as he went in there and fumbled his yep, first one carry. carry, one fumble. Yeah, yeah. He, Zach Moss he, had a fumble late when the game was already thirty-one to ten. But yeah, that that game was awesome to watch as a Bills fan. Uh, we've been saying for a while now that we think the Bills are the best team in the NFL, and they look like they proved it going into the Super Bowl, previous Super Bowl champs home and just giving it to them. Oh, it was oh, a perfect way to kick off the year. We got home from the hospital Saturday night, so I was able to watch all the games pretty much Sunday while hanging out with the little dude. And the whole time I was making notes for my takeaway here. So I've got, I got all the takeaways, and my very first one is, man, is it awesome to have Josh Allen as our quarterback? Because looking around the league, well, a watching the game Thursday and just seeing how dominant he can be at times with his legs and throwing the ball. How about that stiff arm too? uh, Just, just throwing a guy like five yards. Looked like Derrick Henry out there, almost. watching some of the quarterback play and then like you think about like i know it was a monsoon and crazy but you got like uh trey lance and justin fields completing like eight passes and 11 passes and now trey lance is like is it going back to jimmy g or is it not you got mitch trubisky for the steelers who had like what five turnovers and they have to go to overtime to win the game because and i'm a unc fan but trubisky can't get more points off of five turnovers um, and then other just bad quarterback play. So my, my very first takeaway as a Bills fan is for the first 23 years of my life, we were those teams that had, unfortunately, Trent Edwards and J.P. Lossman and Tyra Taylor and Ryan Fitzpatrick. J. Manuel. Yeah. You name it. But now we have top yeah. – two three quarterback in the league whatever you want to say yeah i thought you forgot his name for a second there because you you look really tired but 
I was going to cover you. I was like, Josh Allen. <laughs> so let's so, keep on the, the bills here for my big takeaway. And that is that to me, after watching week one, seeing the bills play and how they dominated the Rams and then seeing the chiefs play and how they dominated the Cardinals, the bills and chiefs appear to be on a collision course again this year to play in the playoffs. And to me, it, I think it's pretty obvious the AFC is going to go through those two teams. One of those two teams should be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah. If if we're yeah. going to get the best show, I think that one of those two teams has to be on. Make it. I, think, I, I hope we get it in the AFC Championship game. I just hope it's in Buffalo this time. Yeah. I think you can make a case that the four best teams are in the AFC with Buffalo, Kansas City, the Ravens, and the Chargers. I agree. Yeah, the Bucks My, uh, in that top tier, but yeah, yeah, I'd say the I think Bills and Chiefs are one and two, and then the Bucks, Chargers, and Ravens can kind of just be whatever order you want. Ryan, you got another takeaway? Yeah. So uh, you mentioned it. I was thinking. I want to know your guys' opinion. Do you think that if Jimmy G, which my hot take was wrong because he did not start Week One for the 49ers, which is just a big bummer. But do you think if Jimmy G was in there instead of Trey Lance, they win that game? I, I don't I don't take too much away from that game, just seeing the conditions and how it played out. I think it's too hard to say. Okay. I don't personally I don't take much away from the game as far as Trey Lance is concerned, because you can't say like uh we're gonna evaluate him off of a monsoon game. But I will say I do think Jimmy G's experience and just overall That's where I was going. Uh, ability to hit a screen pass here and there and move the ball more effectively does get them enough points. What was the final score of the game? Yeah, you'd hope they'd get more than I think it was nineteen ten, right? Yeah, like I think that. I think Jimmy G can find them twenty points somewhere. Yeah, I, I just I, I think Jimmy G would have done enough to get them that win for sure. A second takeaway. Right. A second takeaway is the Steelers' defense is very, 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 very good, and that's <laughs> going to be part of my fantasy update uh, later. Um, but if they can do anything on offense, we picked we picked the Steelers to win. I'm trying to remember how many games. Eight games. Uh, if their defense can continue, they're not going to cause five turnovers every game, but their defense is going to keep them in every single game. So if if they are able to score 21 to 24 points a game, they're going to go probably 10 and 7 uh, and yeah. have a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, I feel really good about that that eight number. That feels about right. That The offense is not good. Najee Harris. And it's a tough division. Yeah, very the tough. The Browns looked better than I expected them to without Watson. Yeah. Their defense is really good. I mean, all the defenses in that division are good. Yeah. So. You have another what takeaway, Rob? Yeah. My second big takeaway was just the amount of upsets we saw, which I feel like week ones can usually be a little weird. But, I mean, we had multiple six, seven-point favorites just losing outright. Like Steelers beat the Bengals. Uh the Texans somehow tied the Colts. 
they could have played for the win. I don't know why they punted in overtime. I, I guess they didn't want to lose, but didn't want to lose. Man, play for the win, right? That was if the yeah. Bills did that, I'd be embarrassed. I'll just say that. I'll, I'll give you a shout out, Rob. Uh, you're probably too humble. We picked the games last week, and with all the upsets, Rob still picked nine of the games correct. That's... Took the points in a lot. You would have you would have won some money in Vegas picking nine correct. So yeah, also Bears over 49ers, uh Giants beat the Titans. Sorry, Ryan. And then one none of us saw the Seahawks going out and beating the Broncos. So just my question there is is this gonna be a, a trend for this season? Is there gonna be a lot of upsets? Is it there's just a lot of teams that are closer in talent than we thought, and maybe the teams like the Bills and Chiefs, like we said, are just so much better and the rest I, of the teams are kind of close. Or is it just going to be a weird week one and we'll just write it off at starting this next week? I can't say write it off week one, but it doesn't seem like something I'm willing to to think that this is going to continue throughout the season. Like week one, you you know who you're preparing for as soon as you see the schedule. Um, it just and a lot of those games were like there were division games, and the I know Russ and Seattle wasn't a division game, but Seattle felt like they brought a different energy to that game right off the bat. Um, yeah, it was like their Super Bowl. Yeah, they played inspired. And they, yeah. um, that was that was really strange. We picked Seattle for the Survivor League to lose. Or, I'm sorry, we picked uh, Denver to win that game. And, well, we're out week one. <laughs> so, not super awesome for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, I can't put too much into week, into week one, especially... I don't know. It, well, it was just, it was strange, man. As we'll see when we do our, our game picks, there's some big lines this week, even bigger than week one. So if we see these upsets continue, then maybe it is a trend that these teams are closer than people think. Yeah. I was, I think I know it is week one. You can't take too much into it or think about it too, too hard. But I do think this year, it's more top heavy than it has been in the past, or especially last year. I mean, the, the two teams that made it the Super Bowl last year were both four seeds. Now that could happen again if two teams get hot, right? But I think mm-hmm. uh, it's more likely that there's about six teams, five teams that, in my opinion, can make a run at it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Rob, do you, or uh, Ryan, do you have a third one? Yeah. I'm so disappointed in the Titans <clears throat> to go in or I'm sorry, to have the Giants come to Nashville and I think they were five and a half point favorites and to just be up 13 nothing at halftime and and give up the all those points in the second half. I think it was like, what, 21 points in the second half? Just so disappointing. And then to, to cap it off with a missed field goal to lose it, uh, Kyle Phillips made a, a great catch on this um, – like late in the game to put them in field position and it's just it's hard to watch and that and you don't feel good as a titans fan this year like going into buffalo uh week two normally it feels like there's there's something about the titans where they lose to bad teams and they somehow come away with wins against the really good teams that there's no way they should beat. like last year it was the chiefs and the bills there's just no way it feels like they should be beating those teams and and somehow they do, but this year doesn't feel like they have that magic in them. 
it just feels different. I'm, I'm guessing it's the AJ Brown. He's not in there to take the top off the defenses so that Henry can actually get some lanes to run. Uh, Henry didn't look good anyway. Uh, he was missing holes. I know um, the co- their coach even called him out saying like the running backs left a lot of yards on the field. Mike Brable, holy crap, his, his name just completely left my mind. But the Titans, and they, they don't look good offensively. They don't look good defensively. It's going to be a – I fear it will be a long year for Titans fans. Well, I think they're a well-coached team, so we'll see if they can put it they together are, and bounce they, back. I think Vrabel what? is a great coach, uh, top 10, but I don't think coaching is enough for this team, honestly. What a weekend for kickers, huh? Holy moly. Yeah. That was crazy. That, yeah, this isn't my takeaway. Cut their kicker already. I know. This isn't my takeaway, but it was fun. I mean, how fun was the end of the one o'clock games there? I mean, I think I was texting you guys and my brother, and it was just like two games in overtime. Uh, two games were coming down to a field goal. It was just insane. It was, it was just miss one. after miss in Cincinnati. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. My last takeaway is uh, coaching matters, which I think we think about all of these guys as being professional athletes. Uh, shouldn't matter too, too much. But then you look at like Brian Dable goes to the Giants. Now they won by one on a missed field goal. So I'm not saying the Giants are going to go to win the Super Bowl. But Daniel Jones was 17 for 21. He wasn't. He only threw like 200 yards, so he wasn't tearing it up. But he looked like a better quarterback. Saquon Barkley looked like a much better running back uh, than he did last year. And then even like the opposite side of that is Mac Jones, who the Patriots, we talked about this either last week or the week before that. They have Matt Patricia calling their plays. The whole training camp, everyone was just saying how big of a mess it is. Uh the Patriots scored seven points, and they're just going to be a mess all year. And I think they don't have the most talented roster in the league, but I think some of that, uh, which is kind of crazy to say, because Belichick's there is, is coaching, and they don't have an offensive coordinator. Uh, and then the, the third coach is Nathaniel Hackett, who used to be in Buffalo. But the way that they the Broncos ended that game, like, I mean, you either – in my opinion, you either hurry up and go for it because you still have three timeouts left. So you can either get it on fourth down and then get yourself closer for the field goal. Or if they stop you on fourth down, you still have there's 50 seconds left. If you hurry up and get on the ball and go for it, you can you can try to get the ball back with your three timeouts. Uh, I'm not paying Russ 200 plus million dollars to kick a 64, 65 yard field goal when I can try to get that first down. So coaching yeah, that ain't gonna make a 64 yard field goal. Sorry, I was just playing off the way you said that. <laughs> I got one more short takeaway, but I think the Eagles are legit this year, guys. Mm-hmm. I know we we picked them to win the division. They looked pretty good week one against the Lions. I know the score ended up being close at the end. Um, but, man, they can run the ball. That Lions great. Hurts was throwing the ball well. I don't, I don't think he had a, a passing touchdown, but I believe they had five rushing touchdowns on the day. So when you do that, you don't really need to throw for the touchdowns. So it, Hurts look good. Eagles look great. Get that, that defense figured out. And if you think that the Eagles look good, the Lions, I mean, yeah. they came back. They, they I mean, did. I know 
I think all three of us are pretty high on them this year. Not saying that they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but that we we project them to be better than they've been recently. Um, yep. I remember you guys said something about like how do you how can I think that the Lions are going to be um, like an eight eight win team and not think that the Jaguars can do it and. I think that week one, which I don't want to take too much away from week one, but the Lions looked pretty good, and the Jaguars looked and did exactly what the Jaguars do. So I stand by my Jaguars should not have had as many picks or wins as we picked them to. It was one game. We'll see. It was one game. You're right. And I, I did say that. I said I'm not trying to like stand on a hill here and, and say I was right, but Wentz did play pretty well. He did. Yeah. It's not like they got blown out by Washington. Like, they, they, were, they were winning with like two minutes left. Yeah, yeah so were the Titans. They definitely had a chance to win that. All right, week one summary. We'll talk about fantasy here in a second. But first, we have uh, a new segment. Who's who's going here? I got, I got music, and I'm about to drop this. I'll go. Rob's okay. segment with some trivia. It's trivia time. <laughs> I just played Anthony's. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't that supposed to be Anthony's music? All right, let's try this again. Rob's trivia. That was so much better for your thing. All right. You guys got your pen and paper ready? Yep. Ready, right, Freddie. Right. I'm going to give you a multiple choice. So there'll be uh, four to choose from. Let me know when you're good to go. I am so good to go. All right. What is the most common color of plain M&Ms according to Mars Inc.? That is the maker of M&Ms. Which color is the most common? A, green. B, blue. C, orange. Or D, red? Boom. Got the answer right here. Let me know when you're ready, Tony. I'm going to hold it up so everybody knows I'm not cheating. Looking, you can see my paper. And I will will say the lowest, since I didn't have all the colors on there, the lowest two are, uh, well, I'll say the lowest one, because one of them is what I said. But brown at 13% of M&Ms is the lowest. So I would have, if this was an open-ended question with no multiple choice, I would have 100% but brown right yeah when he asked the question i was like oh brown easy yeah and then, exactly and then it wasn't even mine. an option <laughs> so yeah so brown is supposedly 13 percent of all m&ms in plain packages so if you want to reveal your answers i will say d red a green and i just want to say the reason i put green is because i figured mr roberto green would be asking this question because it's cool that the answer is green. So what's the answer? It is not green oh, and it crap. is not red. Mm. The correct answer is blue. So oh. blue represents 24% of all M&Ms that are in circulation. That is plain M&Ms, as I said. The numbers were different for other flavors. So question one, you both get an X. Uh, and just to to get the full breakdown there, it's 24% blue, 18% orange, 16% green, 15% yellow, 14% red, and 13% brown. So. We're just dropping knowledge tonight. There's so much knowledge on this show. 
You can, I feel so like if you, you ever open three. a pack up and you get all brown or mostly brown, it's a very rare pack. I'm, Usually, I'm, you're going to see mostly uh, blues. I think anyone who listens to this episode is going to have like walk away with a a associate's degree in liberal arts by the time they're done with it. Well, I got a second trivia question for you guys. If you're ready, ready. bachelor's degree. Let me fix that. Yep. This is a fun one. What was the first toy to be advertised on television? Was it A. Barbie, B. GI Joe, C. Mr. Potato Head, or D, the Slinky? Sounds like a bunch of Toy Story questions, or answers. <laughs> Actually, they are all in, well, yeah, because Slinky Dog is in. Yeah. That's interesting. All right, all baby. Right. Reveal when you're ready. C, Mr. So, yeah, so Mr. Potato Head from Anthony, right? And yep, I put Barbie because I was thinking Barbie before you started giving multiple choice. All right. So one of you got it right. <gasps> the correct answer is C, Mr. Potato Head. Originally designed as plastic pieces to be inserted into a real potato, complaints over moldy vegetables soon led <laughs> to the inclusion of the plastic potato body that we see today. So the, the first ad for Mr. Potato Head appeared in 1952, and in the first year, Hasbro sold over 1 million Mr. Potato Heads. Mm. Wow. So the advertisement worked, and they're still around today. I think they should have kept the whole potato thing. Like, it's good for the environment. You know, you get sick of that toy. You're not throwing the plastic into the ocean. You just throw it outside. You're like, you know, take like little plastic pieces out, chuck the potato outside you just just replace the potato once a week and you're good yeah right these people think that potatoes are gonna last forever like squirt some lime juice on it maybe it'll last an extra week but geez bangers can't be choosers so there you go that's the first segment of trivia time i'll have two like more for it. you next week and anthony has the anthony one... takes the one zero lead yep i like it I like it a lot. All right. Now we're going to fantasy time. We just recapped our week one takeaways. Now we're going to do that. Talking about some fantasy aspects. Uh, who was on our team or not on our team that we were surprised that they didn't show up and who uh, hit and had a great week. So uh, start with disappointments. I've got a few uh, to name off here. Uh, I've got Kyle Pitts to lead it off. We talked about him being in ultra flex or uh, super flex, possibly the first non-quarterback taken, especially in Dynasty because of how young he is and how many targets he had last year and all of that. And it's disappointing week one, two receptions for 19 yards. Um, so he did not have the start that we were hoping for. Uh this could change tomorrow with Keenan Allen being out, but another disappointment for me was Mike Williams, two receptions and only 10 yards. And then I got two other ones, and I'll let you guys jump in. More tight ends to go along with Kyle Pitts. Uh, not that they were expected to be amazing, um, but Irv Smith and Ryan's man, and Cole Komet, both had zero points. Um Again, not that they were expected to be a top two or three tight end, but I 
I would find it difficult that they aren't starting in most leagues. So to get zero points from your starting tight end is disappointing. Tough start on that Komet train. Oh, yeah. That, remember when I said that Komet was going to finish higher than Kelsey this year as one of my hot takes? What's he got about 30 points in the hole yeah. here? He's got to catch I, up. I feel really good about that. Um, I'm sure you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to go with – I'm going to go next if that's okay. Um, that's fine. I've got a bunch of disappointments here. Their names are Derek Henry, Robert Woods, Austin Hooper, and Ryan Tannehill. I am so mad at the Titans. Titans offensive line. Yeah, the Titans defense was just, I mean, I, I'm so disappointed with the Titans. But uh, for real, though, Derrick Henry did disappoint. Um, Austin Hooper completely disappeared. I took him in uh, late in a lot of best ball drafts. And... I also was taking Robert Woods quite a bit later in best ball drafts just because I figured he's the only like veteran receiver. And I know he was coming off in ACL, but I was hoping that because he was the only veteran and, and um, I hoped he would acclimate to the offense quickly, but he just looks slow and unimpressive. For sure. For sure. I got a few disappointments here. Uh, Golly. My big one was Travis Etienne. And not even so much for what his final numbers looked like because it was, he had four carries for 47 yards, which is good. But he only had six touches in the game, which is not what I was expecting to see out of him. So hopefully that volume ramps up here soon. I didn't expect James Robinson to look as good as he did coming off the Achilles injury. So. That could be a roadblock there for the the ETN breakout I was hoping to see. As a Bills fan, I think we'd all say James Cook's Bills debut was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I, I think he could turn it around. I think his path to relevancy is probably more through the passing game than running anyway. So if he could figure out how to hold on to the ball, I think he can get more involved. And then... My last one was more injury related, but he didn't play that well anyway. With Dak Prescott, I think, was a, a disappointment, yeah. obviously. And now all the Cowboys for the next few weeks are stocked down. Yeah. You don't believe in Rush? Cooper. <laughs> Not too thrilled about it. Uh, Anthony looked like he was about to say uh, prizes. What did you say? You're good. Go go ahead. Uh, I have not really surprises, but more so the fact that nearly every major receiver went off is just another testament as to why in ultra flex it's more important to grab receivers than it is to grab running backs and even in auction leagues, like if you're going to spend money, spend it on the wide receivers. Uh, I mean, all the top guys, Jefferson, Cup, Chase, Diggs, A.J. Brown, Adams, Pittman, Mike Evans, Hill, all had over 20 points. So, yep. And they were probably, I didn't know how many I named right there, eight, eight or nine. Those are probably the top eight or nine receivers. And for them all to go off week one, it's just, it's a passing league. Uh, it's impossible to guard 
the guys that are near the top of their position. So go get those wide receivers next year. Yeah, I had one written down that kind of goes along with that. I, I wrote down the old wide receivers. So I had like Cup, Adams, Diggs. They're showing no signs of slowing down. Like some people might have traded them away in the offseason thinking that some of these younger guys will overtake them. And maybe they don't overtake them. They might produce as well as them, but these guys aren't slowing down. I expect them to be good well into their 30s. I agree. Um, so the players that uh, I would go on surprised, I know you said it's not really a surprise, but someone like Patrick Mahomes doing what he did, you know, it was the whole narrative was, is he going to be who he is without Tyreek Hill? And he goes out and throws 30 for 39, 360 yards and five touchdowns. Like Patrick Mahomes is, believe it or not, Still Patrick Mahomes, and he's still good without Tyreek Hill. Um, the dude is unbelievable. Second best quarterback in the league, Josh Allen. Uh, A.J. Brown, I was down on A.J. Brown, and I feel like an idiot now. Um, 13 targets, 10 receptions, 155 yards. The guy just ate all day. Like, he was the only guy that Jalen Hurts needed to throw to. Yeah, Devontae Smith had zero catches. Four, right? Yeah. I mean, he had a drop, but that's just unreal, man. He he looked so good. The other one, uh, so to mention, you brought up Ultraflex, Anthony, and, and how, like, we were targeting wide receivers heavy early. And, and just a reminder, Ultraflex is basically just uh, – one QB and a super flex position. And then the other eight roster spots are just flex spots. That's where we got our name from. And we also say that it's the ultra flex football podcast because we ultra flex and talk about anything that we want to basically. So we're ultra flex, ultra flexible on what we talk about. And Anthony's got huge muscles. <laughs> oh, don't mind my cat. Sorry. Just knocked over his bowl. Somebody's um, breaking things. <laughs> So we talk about whatever we want, and that's why we're ultra flexible or flexible. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but Kareem Hunt was another one. Um, yeah, great. Game. I was targeting running backs late because I, I just, I always go with basically not the zero RB, but like hero RB or running backs late often when I do drafts. And Kareem Hunt was a guy that I was targeting, and he just showed again. He's just, he's so good. 11 carries, 46 yards, a touchdown, four catches on four targets, 24 receiving yards, and a touchdown. And that's in a bad offense right now with Jacoby. And Brissette. Chubb's still there. And Chubb's still there. And Chubb did pretty good, too. Yeah. Like, both of those guys can uh, coexist in that offense and perform. They might even do better now while Watson's out versus when Watson comes back. That's an interesting yeah, perspective. I wonder if that's true. We'll find out. So it might be a you might want to sell those guys later on once Watson comes back, even though you'd think it'd be the opposite. Right. Where like you, you probably want to buy a guy like Amari Cooper now after he had a bad week one. But you figure he could probably do well once Watson comes back. So I had a, a guys... surprise I wanted to throw out there quick. I think the Jets can be good for fantasy. 
which all three of their wide receivers, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, and both of their big running backs, Brees Hall and Michael Carter, all had at least seven targets. So I think as long as Flacco's playing, these guys can be played on your fantasy team. And I don't expect them to throw 59 times every week, but they're going to be losing probably most of their games. So they're going to be throwing a lot. A lot of garbage points. I want to shout out Flacco's name. Like, that's got to be like an all-time cool quarterback name, Joe Flacco. I just, like, maybe because it sounds like uh, Shane Falco from The Replacements, (laughs) the movie. But Joe Flacco is just such a cool name. All right, sorry. Who you guys like? 14. I saw that today. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. That's 14. unreal. Dude's got made some money too along the For way. Sure. Going into week two, starting already tomorrow, since we're doing this on a Wednesday night. Uh, I'll name one guy that I like, and I'm kind of doubling down on him because I was high on him last week. One of my. Uh, hot takes is he's going to be a, a top five quarterback. Uh, Derek Carr going against that Arizona defense. I Love think it. he is going to have a monster week. Arizona, obviously Patrick Mahomes is going to carve up a lot of defenses. Um, but I think Arizona proved that their secondary can't stick with a good pass offense. So Derek Carr all week two. He was my start of the week at quarterback too. For the exact reasons you laid out there. Like he's got the <clears throat> one of the best matchups of the week. And obviously I didn't want to just say Josh Allen because I could say Josh Allen, but Derek Carr's the guy that to me that stuck out as he might not be your obvious like home run play every week, but this week I think he's a smash start. Uh my start for QB this week is Matt Stafford. I think he's gonna have a big bounce back week. He's playing Atlanta. Uh they have like one good defensive player. You have to, you cannot blitz Matt Stafford. You have to get organic pressure on him or he'll tear your team apart. And I think he's going to make up for what he did last week against the Bills. My second start is it's funny. I guess not really funny because of what happened, but two weeks ago, this player was getting pushed to the to the side and then unfortunately what happened with Robinson being shot he got the the starting spot back Antonio Gibson looked really good last week against the Jaguars and now he's going up against the Lions which just allowed I know the Eagles have one of the best rushing attacks in the league but they allowed four rushing touchdowns last week if you go back the last eight games the Lions are uh, allowing the most points in the league going back to last year. So Antonio Gibson is going to have a big week. Um, my running back is Devin Singletary. I think any running back playing the Tennessee defense right now seems like they may actually, I was going a little bit deeper, by the way, just uh, someone you may be able, I mean, I don't think you can get them off waivers, but someone who, not everyone is probably starting, and I just think Devin Singletary is going to have a big game. He showed last week that he's the most reliable carrier in that offense. He's the only one that didn't uh, fumble out of the three. So I, I just think Devin Singletary is going to have a, a good game. My running back start of the week, I'm going to Green Bay. I'm going with A.J. Dillon playing the Bears. He 
outperformed uh, Aaron Jones in week one. Now Rodgers gets to uh, bounce back, have a big game week two, and they're going to probably lean on the run second half to close out the Bears, and that'll be A.J. Dillon. Start him with confidence. Let's go. I like it. I double down on running back uh, partially because I messed up when we were <laughs> – pre-planning for today's episode uh but i also do believe that this person will have a good week chase edmonds he had 16 touches last week uh versus six for raheem mostert so i think he is going to be the running back to have in miami going forward he's uh, he's very effective in the passing game so he's kind of like a receiver uh so chase edmonds for me he counts as a receiver for you tony we get it man you're tired that's cool. Yeah, I'm too tired. Uh, so we were supposed to pick wide receiver. I, I went with tight end, and it actually goes along with your guys' quarterback. I'm, I'm going with Darren Waller if he's healthy. Um, I just, if Carr performs, it can't be all Devontae Adams, right? Or can it? It, it might. If week one it was in Green Bay for the last seven years. I know, but I just I think Darren Waller is a, a very good athlete. He's a uh, top tier tight end, and I, I think that with that Arizona secondary, like you guys said, Derek Carr should have a great week. Uh, he's got to throw to somebody. I know he's got great weapons, but I think Waller is one of the the top two weapons that he has. So, yeah, start him. My start at wide receiver this week probably was my start at wide receiver last week. But I'm going with Marquise Brown. I talked about him, I think, every single week since we started the podcast. <laughs> I got to stick by him. He had a decent week one. Again, it like 13 fantasy points in PPR. Um, but this game against the uh, the Raiders has the second highest over under the week. I think it's like 52 and a half points or something like that. So they're anticipating a high scoring game, which I think makes sense. And we could see a back and forth shootout. So hoping for at least one long touchdown to Marquise. See it? I could see my, it. My sit-em includes all of the New England Patriots. They're going up against the Pittsburgh defense, the mess of the uh, offensive coordinator situation and play calling. I don't think there is a reason to start uh, any New England player this week against that defense. Seems logical. Yeah. Don't hate it. Um, my sit, I guess I could go with the same thing and just say sit every Titan, but I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill for the quarterback. If you're if he's one of your options, don't start him this week. It's not going to be good. That's, yeah. that's all I have to say. I, just don't start Tannehill. It's not going to be good. I think there could be a pattern there where you just want to avoid the, the Bills defense. Yeah. Um, my sit at quarterback, I'm going with Marcus Mariota. I think the Rams will bounce back this week in a big way. And I know he, he was good week one, and I expect him to not be good week two. Yeah, he counts as with the Titans that you should be sitting. Yeah. He was he was a Titan. He was a Titan, yeah, for a long time. I'm not sure how many leagues he's starting in, maybe some of the, the deeper leagues, but for me, Javante Williams proved how good he is and is going to be uh, going forward. So if people are starting Melvin Gordon, 
to me, it is time to sit and for the love of whatever you believe in, Broncos need to give the ball to Javante Williams more than they are because no one can tackle the dude. He was that way in college. He was that way last year, his rookie year. He was that way on Monday Night Football. All he does is break tackles and gain yards. So just give him the ball more and more and more. Yeah, definitely. Uh, My running back to sit is David Montgomery. If were you thinking similar, Rob? Oh, I'm on the same wavelength there. Okay. Yeah. He's my sit of the week too. He's not getting the workload that he used to. Uh, Khalil Herbert, he actually looks pretty good. Uh, Green Bay, you have to feel like they're going to bounce back in a big way with Aaron Rodgers. And and I just do not think that the Bears are a good team. And the only way, the only reason that they won last week, in my opinion, is because they played on the great equalizer, the the flooded field. Like, yeah. there's no way they win that game in, in a if they would have played in San Francisco. So, yeah. I'm, I'm saying just sit David Montgomery this week. Her, Herbert had nine carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. For giving him touches. He, he did look good. It's funny because he doesn't really look like your typical running back when you see him play. Something about him, I don't know. He's just kind of a bigger guy, but he's he's smaller, but he's big. Right. He just doesn't look like what he you typically see. He just looks awkward, man. Yeah. But I, he gets the job done. I like it. He does. That's- so you have the same setup, Rob? Yeah, mine was David Montgomery as well. Cool. My wide receiver is Jarvis Landry uh, going up against that. Yeah, cut your mic off. At Tampa Bay, uh, I think they're going to have to get Kamara more involved. Uh, he had Speaking of disappointments, he had a very disappointing week one. Uh, I think they're going to try to shut him down and then be able to shut down Michael Thomas. I know he had two touchdowns, but he wasn't really getting separation. He was just, he's kind of more of a red zone target at this point in his career. So put, they'll probably put uh, Winfield on Jarvis Landry and shut him down. Uh, I, I just, I like me some Jarvis Landry. I like me some Jameis Winston. If he's playing, if he's healthy, uh, if, if Winston's not playing, I saw that he had, he was injured. Um, that came up some point tonight. Uh, if he can get in and play, though, I'm, I'm, I don't feel good about sitting Jarvis Landry. I just want to put that out there. Uh, my sit for this week is Drake London. I think if if Jalen Ramsey is is going to be covering Drake London, I mean, if I was the Rams, I would put Ramsey on London. Just make it that simple. Take away their best receiver or possibly Kyle Pitts, but. I'd take away Drake London and make them throw to make Mariota throw to Kyle Pitts and all of the other trash that they have lined up at wide receiver. So it's a Kyle Pitts game is what you're saying. I I mean, yeah, I think just out of sheer targets, because you're not going to target Drake London if Ramsey's on him. I know he gave up a ton against the Bills, but I don't think he's perfect washed. pass rating. Yeah, he gave perfect perfect pass rating against the best route runner in the league. He doesn't I mean, typically shadow guys, so I don't. I, I don't know why you would have him shadow a, a rookie wide receiver. Because I live in my own world, Rob, and in my world, I say Jalen Ramsey, best cornerback, top, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, going against a rookie wide receiver who is the lead, only good weapon besides Kyle Pitts. He did lead the the league in rookie receiving yardage in week one. He did. Um, so. But honestly, do you feel good about? 
Drake London this week. He's, he's. I mean, Mariota's probably going to be running for his life with Aaron Donald chasing him, breathing down his back all game. I think they'll be uh, playing from behind the whole game, so they're going to throw a lot. Would you rather? I don't, I don't expect a huge game out of him, but I think he could have like four for 70 and maybe a touchdown. Would you rather start Jarvis Landry or Drake London? Fine. Give me Jarvis, baby. I, Landry looked good last week. I would still just start London because to me it's more fun. Like give me the the young rookie if he does play good. I'm yeah. happy to have him in my lineup. I've been on the Jarvis. I also ball. don't like Jarvis Landry from his right. time in Miami because he was a Bills fan. So. Bills. Yeah. yeah, he was mean to us when we weren't good. <laughs> he pretty much ended Aaron Williams' uh, yeah. career. It was a nasty hit. Jerk. Rob, who is your third? Who's your receiver? I don't like it. Because he's he's ta- <clears throat> excuse me he's talented, but my sit for wide receiver CD Lamb just because of the DAC injury. If you have better options, I would probably explore it at least for a week till we see. I just don't know what to expect out of him this week. I would expect you to get hyper targeted, but because he's the only receiver there besides Dalton Schultz that's any good, and Dalton Schultz and right. receiver. Yeah, it's kind of why I said I didn't feel great about it because he is good enough to still get it done. I just didn't see a guy at the top that I loved as a sit this week where I just decided to go with CD. We'll see how it goes. I mean, honestly, they're just when you say stuff like it, when you make predictions like this, you're just looking for a path, right? Yeah. Like there is a path where CD just, you know, he can't get the catches because he's got Cooper Rush going to him. And, and to me, there is a path for Drake London getting, I mean, not having a good game. He might have a couple catches for, 50 yards or whatever, but if you have three catches for 50 yards, it's eight points in fantasy. That's not going to win you a week. Um, There's not a path for the Buccaneers to shut down the Saints? Oh, absolutely not, dude. I don't even see the path. I'm just kidding. Of course there's a path, but if you can see the path, that's why you put the name out there, right? This is fantasy football. We're all just guessing. Even the top analysts I'm not, I'm not pick those games. I'm not guessing. Okay. <laughs> the top analysts last week did not pick the games uh, correctly. Rob, you probably did better than 95% of all analysts out there picking Maybe. games against the spread. Like, if Anthony, if you and I would have flipped our picks on all of them, we would have actually had a pretty good week. But I think I got like what four right out of sixteen games. Or yeah, you got 16. five. Oh, I got five. You got so five right. Give yourself some credit. If I would have flipped them all, I would have had eleven right. Like, so if we want to segue there over to to picks, I think it's a good time. We'll recap last yeah. week. Let's Ryan, get into picks. While, while you load that up for the picks, I'm going to hit you with the quick dad joke because I'm in that mood. Why do fathers, see what I did there, dad joke, take an extra pair of socks with them when they go golfing? Why do fathers take an extra pair of socks? Do you want me to answer? Yeah. In case they get a hole in one. Yes. Love it. Oh, no. <laughs> Dad jokes, baby. In case they it's get a, a hole one. in one. It's like a classic one, yeah. Oh, God. All right. Rapid fire. Let's pick some games, baby. Yeah, I was just going to quick recap week one. Ryan had five correct. <laughs> Anthony had six correct. And our Twitter followers from the polls we ran on Twitter had seven. And then I had nine. Show off. So a good start for me. We'll see if I can keep it going in week two. 
All right, I'll run through the the games. You guys give me your picks, and then I'll give you my picks this week. So we'll start it off, the Thursday night game, Chargers at Chiefs. The line is Kansas City minus four. So I'm going to give you the home team as the the spread line each time. So it'll be either minus or plus, and that'll be the home team. So Chiefs minus four. Give me the Chargers with the points. The Cleo Mack edition, I think, keeps it close, and the Chargers are a good team. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm on the, the Chiefs as well, I think. The second best team in the AFC. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next game, we have the Colts at the Jaguars. Spread there is Jacksonville plus four. You know I'm taking Jacksonville with the points. Uh, I'm I'm going Colts. Four seems so low, but I, I guess the Colts were not good last week, so that's probably part of it. Matt Ryan could be washed, but I'll I'll go the Colts as well. Four just seems too low. Uh, I'm glad that I got two of the same as you because that means you know maybe I'll have a better record this week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. It's, I could be have a down week. All right, next up, Panthers at the Giants. Giants minus two. Like I said last time, when it's anything under three, I don't really care. So I'm just going to pick who I think wins. I think the Giants win. I think Dable's a better coach than Matt Rule. Matt Rule has never beaten anyone. Yeah, I think they're going to ride that momentum from that week one win over the Titans. And they will win to go 2-0 and for the first time. And I don't know how long, but it's been a while. So you're taking the Giants, Rob? I'm taking the Giants, yeah. All right, I was going Panthers. Okay. We got a, a fun one up next. Miami at Baltimore. The Ravens are minus three and a half. I unfortunately am going to admit that I'm picking this game with my heart. And there, as a Bills fan, there's just been too much hype that the Dolphins are good. So I'm hoping the Ravens go in there and just bleep all over them. So I'm going the Ravens. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I'm. Um... I'm going to go Dolphins. And this is crazy because Anthony and I have picked every single game different so far. That's pretty cool. It is. <laughs> so I'm also going with the Dolphins because I think this, this to me is a three-point game. I, I think it should be just yeah. based off what we saw week one. So I'll take the extra half point there and I'll go Miami. I would pick the Ravens to win straight up, though. So I would also. All right, next up, we got the Patriots at the Steelers. The Steelers are plus two at home. I think the like, TJ Watt loss is playing into that. I was like, give me, again, I don't care what the two, give me Pittsburgh to win at home. Uh, I just don't trust New England's offense to do anything. I agree. I don't think that uh, New England's going to score, so I'm going to go. Steelers. Uh, I don't like when we all agree because that that's how we get into the Denver situations. But give me Pittsburgh because I'd probably take him in a pick 'em game. So give me the two points. Next up, Jets at Browns. Cleveland is minus six and a half. Wow. I believe that's the same line that uh, the Ravens were last week was minus six and a half against the Jets. 
I'm taking the Jets. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna take the Jets, but the that's quite a bit of points for having a backup quarterback in there. Yeah. Yeah, getting six and a half is how I took a, a pretty good lead on you guys last week. I, I'm also taking the points there, so give me the Jets. Does Cleveland deserve to be a six and a half point favorite over anyone with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback? I think that's where what it comes down to for me. That line is crazy. Yeah, I, I don't think it matters who they're playing. They shouldn't be that big of a favorite right now. All right, next up, we got Washington at Detroit. Detroit is a one and a half point favorite. Yes, give me Detroit. They played the Eagles well. Uh, I'll take Detroit. I am also going Detroit. I, I just think that they're the better team. I'm honestly shocked it's not a a minus three line. So they think Washington's at least a point and a half better on neutral field, which seems crazy. I'll take the Lions. I mean, the Lions hung with the Eagles last week. Yeah, Washington barely beat your favorite team, Ryan. The Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets first. <laughs> all right, we need we need to pick something different here. We're all in the same here. Uh Seattle at San Francisco. The 49ers are minus eight and a half. I'm going Seattle. That to me that's a lot of points. And I just don't trust Trey Lance to put up that many points. Uh and Seattle still has DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and I think they put up enough points to cover the spread. Yeah, I'm going 49ers. I don't think Seattle is as good as they played last week, and that was just a bizarre game, and I'm, I'm taking the 49ers. That was Pete Carroll's Super Bowl of the season yeah. to, to beat Ross. He wanted to prove that he could win without him. They're going to have a letdown game here. I still think the 49ers are a good team. They have a good defense. Lance should play better with another week to prepare. So, 49ers for you? Yep. Next up, we got the Falcons at the Rams. Rams are minus 10 and a half. That's an insane big amount number. of points. A big but number. I feel like they probably feel like they were embarrassed last week on national television. So they're going to try to come out and make up for that. So I'll take the Rams. I'm right there with you. I agree. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I wonder what the line would be if the Falcons hadn't played the Saints so tough. Would we be looking at our first, like, minus 15 of the year? Because yeah. it feels like that's probably the difference between these two teams. So I think just how what we saw week one with the Bills beating the Rams pretty bad and the Falcons hanging with the Saints. I think that line's a little off, so give me the Rams as well. Next up, we got the Cardinals at the Raiders. Raiders are minus five and a half. Uh, straight up, I would expect the I would pick the Raiders to win five and a half is quite a bit. So I'm gonna pick Arizona to cover. Uh, but I think again, Derek Carr has a monster week, but Kyler Murray probably has a big week as well because the Raiders' defense isn't anything special. I'm with you. I, I'm picking Arizona to cover that. Yeah, we were all in Arizona last week, and we got it wrong. What can go wrong two weeks in a row, right? Let's do it again. Arizona for me. <laughs> we got the Texans, again, looking at 10 points. I think that's what they were last week at Denver. Denver's a 10-point favorite. 
I hate that I feel like I'm picking all these huge spreads in favor of the better team, quote unquote, the team that's. You, do you want me to pick first? I'll pick Denver for you, so you oh, feel okay. better. Well, yep, that does make me feel better. Thank you. No, I'm I mean, again, Houston. Houston was playing to kind of show that they belong, and it was a a division game. Denver just got embarrassed on Monday Night Football in Russ's first game. He's not gonna. He's definitely not going to lose two in a row. I wouldn't think. I mean, you, you can't say never, but I think Go he comes out strong. Go lose to the Seahawks and then the Texans. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm that, taking, that'll flush your season quick. I'm taking the points with Houston. Really? Just can't get enough so of that. Got David Houston. Still. Ryan's got Denver. Yep, I got Denver. All right. Next up. The Bears at the Packers. Green Bay is minus 10. A lot of 10-point lines this week. How bad is Green Green Bay? Bay? Actually, you're going Green Bay? Oh, man. I don't like it. Um, I think I'm actually going to go Green Bay. (laughs) I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I think they run the ball very well in the second half to close that game out easily. Give me Green Bay as well. Wow. Here's the, the big one. Tennessee at Buffalo. Bills minus 10. Buffalo. Monday night football. Line. Home opener. They'll be ready to play. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm a faithful, loyal Titans fan, and because I'm a faithful, loyal Titans fan, <laughs> I, I'm going to go Tennessee. I thought you were going to say because you're a, a loyal Titans fan, you can be realistic I, and see that the teams <laughs> aren't matched up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I almost right. want to take Tennessee with because te- Tennessee, the number one seed from last year, getting 10 points. Like, Probably not going to happen again this year. It's not just that, man. The Titans play good teams well. They're scrappy. They're like they've beaten the Bills two the last two years. I mean, or was it two out of the last three years? Um, but I don't know, man. It, I do want to say I think every game the Bills have won in the last two years, they've won by at least double digits. So if you think the Bills are going to win, they're probably going to win by double digits. And I think they're going to win. So I'm going to take the Bills. Oh, good. I already wrote you down for the Bills, so I'm glad you picked them. I was considering Tennessee, though. You were? All right, a couple more here. We got Minnesota at Philadelphia. The Eagles are minus two. I think this is probably one of the best games of the week. I mean, Minnesota, especially fantasy-wise, there's a lot of fantasy implication here. So uh, I'll just take Philly because they're at home. Yeah, you're good. I agree. I'm taking the Eagles because... You're getting that extra point. Usually it's minus three if they're equal, which I think they are. I think Minnesota's a little overvalued because they just beat the Packers. So take the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going Vikings. I want to have a different pick than you guys. I got to catch up. I was going to say that that's what we should do is have whoever's in last pick last so they can try to make some different picks. Yeah, for sure. And that's me, so. So two more games left. We got Tampa Bay at New Orleans. 
The Saints are plus two and a half at home. I'm going to pick Tampa to win that game. Again, when it's under three, I don't care. So I think they win that game. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay is the better team outright, so Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. When it when it's that low, just give me the team that I think will win. That's the Bucks. And lastly, the this line I, I didn't even see until today with Dak's injury. Cincinnati at Dallas. Dallas plus seven and a half at home. It's probably I been think, a while since they've gotten seven and a half at home. Yeah, that's, that's a lot at home, but I still think Cincinnati is going to carve up Dallas's secondary and shoot, I might want to change my stardom. I mean, I guess you always start Joe Burrow, but like he's going to have a monster week. Uh, Jamar Chase is going to have a monster week and they're going to win by a lot. Yeah, I think Chase will have a big week. I'm on the Bengals. I'm going Dallas, and I had it written down before either of you picked yours, so it's good. Interesting. So you didn't have to change it just to try to be different. Didn't have to. I, I just I think it'd be interesting to see Cooper Rush go out there and throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there is a, a chance that they could get after Burrow and sack. I mean, he takes so many sacks. If yeah. Parsons gets three or four sacks, he could turn that game pretty easily. Should be interesting. And Diggs on the outside, getting some pick sixes. All right, those are the game picks. It's on to Ryan's favorite segment. Oh, man, I deleted the button for the cool segment. Listener wow. question of the week with no sound. I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm going to have to fix that later. Um, I also never played my own segment music, which I'm, I'm dropping the ball on all these. It was the first time with the new music. We'll get there. It was, yeah. I'm, we're working on it. I'm working on it. All right. This is from Anonymous. Favorite book genre. What is your favorite book genre? I'll be transparent that I do not read enough books. Uh, but in general, I like a good biography. Uh, I like learning about people's past and a little bit about history so i will say a biography all right he went he went from like i don't read much so you're thinking to yourself like he's not smart to i like a good biography like oh damn if i am gonna read i don't i don't uh like to waste my um i feel like a jerk because probably one of you guys are gonna say like sci-fi and then to me i just I don't enjoy that. So, so uh, sci-fi is one I like, but what I was going to say was like the fantasy genre with like Game of Thrones and uh, Lord of the Rings, those type of books. Um, just because when I read, I like to use it as like a an escape and kind of just shut my mind off and go to a different place. So I like the cool settings and stories and battles and things like that. I also do like a good mystery story too, I will say though. I like to try to solve it. I will say I I don't read um sci-fi, mystery, stuff like that, but I do love watching movies like that. And I just can't sit down like I, I would so much rather I guess I'm a visual person, so like I wanna see it. 
and and seeing it while reading it is completely different and i know a lot of people get off on that like oh i can put myself in my own mind with this. <laughs> no one's getting off on anything right dude not like that um i just meant get excited by like being able to read something and and go to their own world in their head and that's just not something that i'm really able to do my my favorite books are like being real my favorite books are self help spiritual books um i don't read necessarily i have all of my books on audible so while i'm working i just put my earbud in and and get some get some knowledge and, you don't want to plug your book again oh should i i'm also an author and i uh co-authored the book zen employee how to master your mind to create a happy work-life balance so bada bing bada that's boom not only a self-help book but it's also a little spiritual <laughs> so i covered both awesome and i'm also working on a book so yeah we'll uh we'll see when that comes out though well thanks stuff. everyone for listening again you can find us uh on twitter at ultraflex fp myself at ultraflex sutton rob is at ultraflex rob and ryan is at ultraflex ryan uh Exciting week one. We were at we had fun recapping it and getting ready for week two. Week two starts tomorrow, and we'll be back next week to recap week two and go from there. All right. I deleted the outro music, so at least you had to memorize. That's pretty good. Go Bills. <laughs> <laughs>